We are Michael Vesey in London, England. And Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. More importantly, you are the owner of a thriving online business and you want to become the best e-commerce leader you can be. We're here to get you there. For show notes with links and resources mentioned today and for other GC resources like downloads, just visit our blog, theecommerceleader.com. When you increase your average order value, you make more money per transaction and that helps boost your revenue. In this episode, we're going to break down seven ways to make that happen. Michael, you ready to jump into this fun topic today? Let's do this thing. All right. Love it. Hey, I was just looking. You know how many transactions we had in our e-commerce site last month? No idea. 29,791. It's a lot of transactions. thousand transactions. And so as I'm thinking about ways to increase average order value, I'm thinking to myself, hmm, yes, even a small increase in average order value, you know, 5%, 10%, 15% on 29,000 transactions. I mean, that adds up. And so everybody listening to this should go look just to, you know, not to distract you or bore you with your own numbers, but go look and see how many transactions you had last month. And then just think through, okay, what if each one of these seven ways to increase your average order value gave you an incremental 5%, you know, uh, 10% lift, what would happen month over month? And so that's kind of the logic we want to bring to the party here today. And uh, as we talk through these ideas, some of them will apply to you depending on what type of business you have, what marketplace you're on. But Michael's going to adapt them to Amazon and I'm going to adapt them to Shopify and we'll work through the list together. So let's dig into this. You ready? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's go. So the first way you can increase your average order value is a lesson that I heard drilled into my mind from Russell Brunson, who is most people's you know go-to person when it's all things you know, conversion and, and how to really optimize your sales. He is the founder of ClickFunnels. Uh, and he does split tests like crazy all the time. And one of the split tests he, he did over a long period of time was just the simple idea of asking your customers if they'd rather have a two-pack than just the single. And, you know, the two-pack can maybe be discounted by, you know, a couple, couple bucks or something like that. But you simply put in the system a bundle of two of your items. Now, that won't work in high fashion or if it's some kind of one-off item that people want to, you know, own. But if it's a commodity type item or something that they'll buy repeatedly, offering them the chance to just double up, not just have the functionality that they could increase the number of units that they want to buy, but actually intentionally putting uh, a two-pack in front of them or making it the prominent offer is genius. And that'll absolutely result in increased average order value in all of his split tests. He said that was the best performing offer was just, just offer a two pack. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, one of those things, which is kind of very obvious, but we got to actually do it. I mean, the two things, first of all, split testing is such a fundamental dis discipline, but it, this is, I remember one of my business coaches, Dan Bradbury said, like, if you don't have a way of testing whether what you do works, you can't innovate. And if you don't innovate, you get overtaken by other people. Now, this is a very, very simple, basic idea, but even so the split testing idea 
should be running through everything you do like Brighton Rock, I think. And, and the, the technology has been out there for, for years now for split testing. That's the first thing. Second thing is, as an obvious thing, should you sell more value packs? I mean, and I think the profit per transaction is a good metric. You may make less uh, profit per, you know, widget within a unit of two. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if, if it increases your profit, then it's, uh, it's a no-brainer. And obviously it does increase your profit to sell more with fewer transactions because yeah. you might not realize it at first, but then when you think about it, you're moving more product with fewer transactions. That means your cost to acquire customers you need fewer customers yeah so you don't have to spend marketing on finding a lot more customers Uh, if you increase your average order value you can get the same numbers or better numbers with fewer people so it does actually impact your net profit oh yeah big time implement this kind of idea yeah it's such a great topic i can't kind of can't believe we haven't touched on it before because it's so fundamental i i'm i can't remember who said it now but i remember somebody saying there's only two ways to increase profits one is increased revenue the other one is decreased costs the thing about decreasing costs is you can't go to zero with that mm-hmm. and you can't go past 100% increase, whereas you can increase revenue. Okay, so how do you increase revenue? Most mm-hmm. people are obsessed with new customers, mm-hmm. but as you said, average order frequency, average order value, if you get those numbers up, yep. then the cost for acquiring a customer yep. is, is fixed already. So it's absolutely so much the way to go. And in the Amazon universe, it's harder to do. Uh, yep. I guess this is more general's point about the whole average order value and why it's so incredibly important. But you can yeah. definitely do it. It's easier on on Shopify. You could go into big, big, big multiplications of AOV. But even on the Amazon universe, you can do various things. So it's yeah. it's absolutely critical. Totally yeah. with you. It's a profit okay. driver. Yeah. Second way in which you can increase average order value, and this is Shopify centric. So this one might not be directly related to Amazon, but let me describe it for you. There is a functionality in Shopify that you can use from an app vendor called Bold. Product Upsell is the app, and it literally gives you a checkout flow that is very, very logical for customers that ask them if they'd like to buy a specific uh, related product. And you engineer it so that you have you know products that stack together wisely. Having Bold Product Upsell in any Shopify store is an absolute, I mean, like, when we work with clients and they don't have that rigged up and set up that way, it's just like, okay, time to increase your average order value. <laughs> let's get that app. Let's set it up. And there are two ways you can use this app. One way is commonly used is as it is intended to be used. And that is you find a product and you think to yourself, okay, what could be a logical add-on or additional product that we could offer in the upsell process? That's the obvious use case for it. What we've done for a long time is what I call active Uh, upsell. And it's where you basically think of an item that you can put on discount or sale, or in our case, free, because we sell digital products. And then you add a logical upsell for the duration of that special offer. So it's much more actively managed than if it was just sort of an evergreen setup. That use case radically performs And it really is like, it's almost the same as like a Walmart Black Friday loss leader advert, you know, where they say, hey, come get a TV for 14 bucks or whatever it is. You know, they just get you in the store with it. And then they know that you're going to buy a lot more stuff. And that same exact methodology you can use with this bold product upsell app in an actively managed way. Really encourage any of our listeners who've never tried that before to think it through. Now, the critical piece there is what is the logical upsell? And you want to think through things that are integrated product suites or things that really tie together uh, very, very clearly 
like if you buy this, you're going to need this, you know, type product stacking. And that implementation is absolutely going to increase your average order value all day long. It absolutely makes sense to, to do that. And the thing is, I think one one thing you just touched on, which I think is important, is to make sure that the products you're trying to upsell or cross-sell are really complementary to the original product. Mm-hmm. That doesn't feel like the original one wasn't good enough, rather that you make them feel really good about that purchase and this is going to enhance it or do another job. So that that's just one of those things where you have to think it through and be careful with the messaging, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with Amazon sellers, I mean, the first thing is it's hard to do this. So for that reason, amongst others, you should be starting your own direct-to-consumer site. If not, again, talk to Jason about getting a Shopify start uh, site set up. But even if you are on Amazon 100% as your sales channel, one of the reasons you need to get people off Amazon as as sort of lead nurture is really you can do an awful lot. If you get people onto Klaviyo or another email list or a chatbot, then you can start the process of upsell, cross-sell, et cetera. And so it's really, really important to not just give up just because your sales channel is Amazon and assume that you can't do this. It's harder, but you can basically have inserts that drive people to sign up to an email list in in response for a, a discount. That's the simplest way of doing it or a chatbot flow or both and then once they're in there then you can you can really make sure you're mindful about capturing the information of what products they bought and segment your list that way and then you can upsell cross-sell all day long via email even if the sales channel is amazon and that does work it's just it's just harder to do great so that's first two ways what's the third way to to increase that that precious aov number well i should have clarified i just mentioned the third way so bold product upsell gives you the passive evergreen strategy and then mm-hmm. the active management of it is my third way. So those are the okay, first three. Right. Yeah, so, and I think I do, I do like to distinguish between that evergreen passive setup of bold product upsell versus the active short-term campaigning strategy. It's the same tool, but a different uh, tactic. And so there you go. So that's the third method. Yeah. Great stuff. So yeah, on to the fourth method then. What do we, what do, we do there? So the fourth method is um, you want to strategically start beginning to offer higher priced items into your store. Now, it's really, really challenging frequently to increase your your specific product to your existing customers. They generally don't like that. Generally, they want it to go the other way where they want it to be decreased. And yeah. so over time, what we found is, yeah, it's better to just not fiddle with your pricing that much unless you split test it into it and you see that, you know, there's no drama. But the more obvious thing to do that's simpler that impacts average order value is simply begin to introduce higher priced items into your store. And this can radically increase your revenue and radically increase your average order value. The the basic idea is if you get a store going, and I'm talking about Shopify context here, but you get a store going with a product suite, let's say the average order value is $35, right? Then the logical work to do is to ask yourself, how can I create a product that's five times more valuable? You know, like maybe it's a, you know, it's a cost $200 or whatever, $250, whatever it is. But what product does my existing customer tend to buy that I could try to sell them that is in that price point range? And, and you would be surprised how frequently you can say, oh, yeah, actually, there is something. I just have never done it before. And my customers definitely buy it. And I just haven't tried to figure out how to source it. But if you begin to do that exercise, what you end up with is an integrated product suite or a, a product stack, you could call it, that has blended price points that are from, you know, floor of what your, you know, that $35 price point, if that was your, your normal, all the way up to, you know, a higher price. And on any given day, any given set of transactions, if you blend in some, 
some larger transactions, of course, it's going to increase your average order value. And yeah. so that's just a no brainer, but, but it's hard work to think through at the product level, yeah. what those items might be. This is such a powerful concept. I mean, I've experimented with this, not so much in the e-commerce physical products as with uh, training stuff. There's an incredible uh, tool for this kind of thinking called the 8020 Curve. Uh, it's an online. It's just 8020curve.com. It's free, set up by Perry Marshall of 8020 Sales and Profits fame. And he's he was an acoustic engineer, so he's got a heavy mathematical brain. And I've just put some numbers into it while we were chatting, just taking the numbers you were saying, making some assumptions that if you had, say, 2 million uh, visitors and you got 30,000 transactions at an average order value of $35 each, right? then if you put in, if you wanted to calculate, this tool will simply spit some numbers out and you can say estimate members response to single event so for example they can predict eight thousand people would buy something of a hundred dollars or more wow. and if i put in four hundred dollars into this tool in lifetime guys then one thousand seven hundred people would buy something four hundred dollars or more and if i put into sixteen hundred and i'm multiplying by four for a reason then it predicts three hundred people would do it now okay three hundred sales of a sixteen hundred dollar item you still actually can afford to go out and, and buy that thing i mean the 300 is not a bad average you know minimum order quantity even six thousand four hundred there are 70 people you don't need that many people buying a six thousand dollar item where you've had to no cost of of acquiring the lead this is a beautiful thing. So uh, this is this can go very, very deep, this particular rabbit hole. And without getting too far down it, I think that the very horizontal way of thinking about price and spread of products that people have in the mm -hmm. e-commerce space is really out of alignment with the underlying maths of how people behave. Yeah. And so roughly speaking, if it is an 80-20 curve, and you can even adjust the, the curve to be 95.5 or anything else on this incredible tool, we're leaving just staggering amounts of money on the table. Wow. Very interesting. I love this. This is so deep. And I've tried this stuff out. And I, I looked at this and I, I thought, OK, this tool predicts that in my tiny business at that time, I could put a thousand a dollar product out and I didn't have one. So I put it up and lo and behold, I think two weeks later, somebody yeah. bought it. Yeah. Wow. That it's it's really, powerful stuff. I've it's mind blowing. Never... It's incredible. Yeah. Check the tool out. If you like your maths, it's gonna, you're going to love it. I mean, yeah. I've never heard of that tool before. I read 8020 by Perry Marshall, but I'll be mm. honest, I gave it a cursory you know, breathe through. I don't know why, but my brain just doesn't work when, you know, like, I, I don't know. I need to dig back into that, but that 8020curve.com yeah. uh, tool that you just mentioned is genius. It is. I think it proves the point yeah. mathematically of what I've found intuitively, yes. which is, you know, blending higher price point items in, and it just makes common sense. Yeah, it Blending does. higher price point items and will radically increase your average order value. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's got to be worth what you're selling. But you guys, for example, sure. have it's very digital product based business and you have your digital downloads for whatever they cost. But you also sell courses, don't you? And you might mm -hmm. even sell course even if you wanted. If the price point's high enough, I'd imagine that if you're getting paid two thousand bucks an hour or something, you or, or Cinnamon would probably deign to get on on a Zoom call. So the point is, if you could bundle in something that's six thousand dollars or something, yeah. the math says somebody's going to buy it. And out of your lot, actually, the math says somebody would probably buy something for twenty four thousand dollars. It's got to be yeah. worth it. Yeah. But there is so much money in a business to be made when you look at it that way. It's it's. Mm -hmm. I, and I don't think I've even scratched the surface of the surface of this, but most people never even think that way. They think about a thousand products worth about 20 bucks each. And that's mm -hmm. great. But if you had, you know, 10 products worth, you know, a thousand bucks each, that seems insane. Mm -hmm. But if you can get the minimum order value to balance with the actual order speed, then there could be a ton of new profit to be made. And again, without acquiring new customers, this is the point is upselling. 
Well, and the implied idea there that we just didn't hit the nail on the head with is this creates basically a funnel mm-hmm. where your lower priced items are in essence the lead generating tool you yeah. use to sell the higher priced items. And if you get a velocity of sales for the $35 uh, item, then that cohort of buyers is obviously the cohort then that you can take deeper into your funnel. And so, you know, that is the the ultimate business uh, or e-commerce business metaphor is the funnel. It is thinking about cohorts of people. And you're right. Perry Marshall nails it with that 8020curve.com idea. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's deep stuff. And by the way, when you read through Russell Brunson at the beginning, I'm like, he's as soon as you mentioned Russell, Russell Brunson, he's positioned himself as the funnels guy. Yeah. And yeah, so in the end, it's not surprising we're talking about funnels when yeah. Russell Brunson entered the conversation. Hey, folks, thank you so much for listening to The E-Commerce Leader, the place for people who want to be the best e-commerce leader they can be. Now, if you are a leader that's led by anything sane, profits matter a lot more than revenue. And this average order value piece will drive revenue, but it drives profits sometimes to an insane degree. And I'm really excited about this topic. The main thing is this. A lot of it's kind of common sense, but not commonly acted on, in my experience. And if you just take these seven ways that I'm Jason's outlining and apply them consistently, I would put huge amounts of money that you will make more profit. It, it's as simple as that. So these are relatively straightforward to do and really have an amazing impact. So I'd I'd beg you to at least consider implementing them. So just to recap, we had four of the seven ones today. The first way to increase your average order value is simply offering a two pack instead of a single. You can, if you wish, split test this to see which makes you more profits. It's not hard to do on Amazon. You could use splitly.com on your own site. You can just look at the stats there, but it's a pretty obvious thing. However, having said that, I would just argue you if you've got a big product suite, maybe hundreds of products, you could go through and look at where you think the lower hanging fruit is and, and go through consistently over time testing where it makes logical sense, a two pack instead of a one pack. And I swear that alone will give you a lot of extra money if implemented consistently. The second one is particularly on your own direct to consumer site um, on Shopify. Use the bold product upsell and offer app to make an evergreen upsell offer on Amazon harder to do but if you get them onto your own email list and there are various different ways of doing that the, the two that I know of you download your customer list and do an email append if Amazon allows you to do that at the time of recording I think they're beginning to shut those gates so if you can get that done folks if you're an Amazon seller listening the second way of course is through product inserts but however you do it getting people on your own list even if you sell on Amazon, means that you can start to influence that upsell path and just keep sending them emails that if they've bought widget one, that they can buy widget two, which is an upsell or upgrade to that. The third way is special events, making a sale. Hard to do on the Amazon universe. It's incredible in your own direct-to-consumer site, but either which way, to the extent you can engineer that, that's really, really going to help. And then the fourth thing is, I believe, the most neglected of all of them, which is introducing higher priced items. So you get a blended AOV that is much higher if you have simply some higher priced items in your product mix. Most people naturally think of, you know, having a suite of 100, 200, 500, 1,000 products that are roughly around sort of whatever the average order value is. So maybe if your average order value is $35 and you're selling stuff for 20 to 25 to $30 on average. 
but you must never forget the power of the 80-20 curve, which means that there is a small percentage of people who will spend a huge amount of money for you. So you need to make that possible. And how that looks in your particular business will take some thought and some engineering and some calculations. And I'm not going to go into detail here, but I just know from experience of even scratching the surface of the surface of this for myself, this is absolutely true. And if you have as much faith as I do in power laws being the, the rational way of looking at the universe, put it that way, if you read 8020 Sales and Marketing by Perry Marshall, you'll get more deeply what I'm saying. But there is just a monster opportunity here. Now, this takes more work and more thought, more implementation, but none of these things are undoable. They are not overly intellectually complex. You just need to get down to doing them. So I really plead with you to go back over this if you haven't made notes as ever. If you have you want to get some quick show notes, you go to theecommerceleader.com. And uh, don't forget to listen out for the next episode in which we explore the remainder of these seven ways of increasing your average order value. Hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you have, perhaps you'd be kind enough to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, simply one, two, three, four or five stars. You don't even need to give us any kind of written review. If you can do one, of course, we'd absolutely love that. Delighted to say that that the download numbers are gradually edging up over time. It's a slow, uh, slow burn, but it's happening. And the quality of the people that are listening to me to our websites our podcasts i should say is really great and i know that because they speak to me personally and jason's also had some people speak to him personally that really enjoy the podcast so if you're finding it useful spread the love make sure that people know about it who your friends but not your competition of course because this is powerful stuff you want to keep that to yourself rather than your competitors but do spread it among your friends thanks so much for listening speak to you soon that was the e-commerce leader podcast with michael vesey in london england and jason miles in seattle washington if you liked this content don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast app for free resources including pdfs and videos on topics like traffic products and sales channels just go to www.theecommerceleader.com no hyphens just as it sounds thanks so much for listening